You're listening to Citizen Reporter number 463 for the 28th of January 2014, the Dubai Taxi Project. In the taxi, very rarely we are having conversation with someone. It's a city that is contagious. To be a taxi driver is not that easy because you need to know the places. You are all coming from different places. And I think people like really have that need for for successful Dubai stories. Ali Al Saloum, better known on the internet as Ask Ali. He came on the scene in the same way many of us podcasters, bloggers, and other independent content creators did over the past decade, with an idea and a dream. His goal to teach the world about his people, the Emirati people, and his culture, the culture of the UAE, to dispel myths and get information that isn't just some half truth that gets spread via Wikipedia. As I got ever closer to making this Dubai journey, I went looking for who's publishing what from that region, and I found Ali and his now multi-pronged web presence dedicated to answering those questions from all over the world. Taxi drivers are of course the inspiration for this series, and there's much to be learned from them. But since I'm in this place, Dubai, and so much of what happens to them is based on what's happening in this city, why not hear from an Emirati? a voice that is not very often heard from so much as it's talked about. I took the one-hour taxi ride from Dubai to Abu Dhabi, and I met Ali in his office for a sit-down conversation. So first of all, Ali, it's, it's great to meet you in person. I've seen you on the internet, but this is even better. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Assalamu alaikum. Ahlan wa sahlan. That's me saying hello, welcome, peace be upon you. Uh, to you, Mark, and to all of your uh, great listeners. And um, it's um, definitely an honor to have you here and to have you in Abu Dhabi. I didn't know about you before I came to this country, so I have to be all upfront about that. Yeah. But when I started watching and started reading, um, whether I should or not, I felt like a sort of bond. Yeah. We know each other in terms yeah. of work. Um, you have made yourself, I don't know if this is a good time, but like a brand in this country, but tell me about how it started. Well, um, I mean, if you say so, it's uh, definitely uh, good to know that, you know, at, at the end, it is a brand that is uh, stays in people's mind and heart. Uh, Ask Ali basically is a portal um, that started about uh, in 2007. Um, I had a breakthrough in my life where I just had to decide what exactly I want to do in my life besides working for a certain job in the government. Um, and uh, my background is in hospitality, and it was very rare to find people from uh, the region, and especially the UAE, to study hospitality management. Because, you know, what do you study? Being hospitable? Well, duh, I'm an Arab, so I am naturally hospitable, so I don't need to learn. But obviously, I've done it, and I've went through uh, hotels and restaurants, and I've gone through the whole nine yards, as they say. But there was a time where I had to actually figure out why I'm actually here and why I'm born and what exactly I want to do. And and then getting a lot of questions from um, expats, which is the people who are living with us in the country. We are, we are about 8 million people in the UAE. 
less than a million is from the Emirates, from the UAE, and the rest are all people from the 200 nationalities. And every time they have a question, why are you wearing the white, uh, you know, kandora, which is the dress? Why women are wearing the black abaya, the cover? Mm -hmm. uh, why uh, you do this? Why do you do that? Blah, blah, blah. And if you go on Wikipedia and you search any of this, the information is never true. It's never correct. So then I just felt rather than, you know, feeling that um, they are the they are the ones who are doing us wrong. It's better that we actually search and, and, and work on, on bringing content rather than just accusing others for not saying the correct things about us. And that's exactly what I did. I believe that when I went online, I actually started looking on Google if there is anything um, about the UAE. And there's millions of links about the UAE, millions about Abu Dhabi, Dubai, the whole country. But none one of these websites are ever written by an Emirati. Mm -hmm. Period. Mm -hmm. None one of them is written by us, by who we are, the UAE people. And if you if you are listening to this now from anywhere around the world, you know, tell me how many names from the UAE do you ever know? You know, and that's the challenge that we are facing. I think when you say Arabs, you say, yeah, I could relate to Arabia. Fine. I know Arabia. But you have to remember, Arabia is not just one land. It's 22 countries. Mm -hmm. They all speak their official language as in Arabic, but they are not all the same. There's right. a lot of that. There's a, a lot of segments in, in between them, like culture and so on. But there's a lot of differences to the point of how we dress, the way how right. we think, the mentality. And even between even in our country, like the UAE, each emirate has a different way of thinking, way of penetrating things. And the people as well are influenced by this kind of uh, environment. So there was a demand, in my opinion, that um, there must be a website. However, this website should be different. It should not be about just putting information and that's it. It's about inviting you and everybody to ask a question. Mm -hmm. So whom they were going to be asking? They're going to ask a guy called Ali, who happens to be from the UAE, mm -hmm. who is ready to answer your question. And that was the difference in 24 hours. Yeah. I was so much attached to my BlackBerry and I was just answering people's question in 24 hours, for years, for about four years, until I reached 5,000 questions. When I reached the 5,000 questions, I was like, what's next? There should be a book. I, have, I know now what the world is asking about us. So and I've already answered them. So let me take the best you know content out of that and put it into a book. But during this period, one of the local newspapers, the National, they approached me to actually become a columnist. So that was the opening door for me now to enter the writing and journalism industry. So then I said, okay, I quit my job, and I um, went on my own, stayed in my room, and started writing for three months, just writing, research, writing, research, writing, 16,000 pages on my askali.com. I've written them, finished them, launched the website, then what? Nothing. What I did, I printed a small business card that says, one information, did you know that the area code of Abu Dhabi is this? Did you know that the UA flag means this? Did you know about maybe thousands of them? And then I added my number and my name, and I became a tourist guide. And I started taking people around and I make maybe $100, $200 only. And that kept on going while I'm writing the website. And the end of the, of the year of 2000, uh, sorry, in the beginning of 2008, I uh, was approached by the national newspaper to start writing as the first UAE columnist in culture. And bingo, that just took me to the next level. And I'm still a writer on the national. And, but that column became the most, the most readable column in the region. The website reached in the first one year up to 5,000 members. 
Today we are 120,000 members uh, between my Twitter account, Ask Ali, and the Facebook page, and my newsletter of the website. All of these things comes to about 120,000 globally and locally. And uh, obviously, you know, when you when you get into such a thing and you have a dream or you have an idea, nobody really believes in it so quickly. So people were like, how come you left everything and you don't make money now? You're just running a website. I said, because I am building, I'm investing in a brand. And they're like, what is this brand? Ask Ali. I'm like, yeah, you will just wait. You'll see. One day it will be worth something. And five years has gone. And today, Ask Ali, you know, I'm so proud to say that... Uh, in that period, you know, when my father was, uh, he's my biggest inspiration, he's my hero in life, when he said to me, why did you leave your government job? I said, dad, you know, you've always been into education, and I think I've learned why I was born. Today I know you have given birth to me with mom because I'm going to be somebody who's going to raise awareness. He said about what? I said, I have to raise awareness to the world about us as in Muslim people, as an Arab people, as an educated and very, um, you know, uh, uh, proud people of who we are in terms of humanity, helping others, uh, welcoming people, uh, sharing our culture with others. But people don't know this around the world. We need to reach that, uh, reach out to them. So he said to me, what are you going to do? I said, I've already launched a website. And, uh, and, I, I, and he said, what did, you, what did you call it? I said, I call it Ask Ali. And then he looked at me and he smiled and he said, if it's as long as your intention is to raise awareness and to be in education, then you will succeed with a smile all the time. People will always appreciate what you do, but you have to keep your focus always about raising, not about making money, not about all of that. And uh, until today... Ask Ali is not about making money. The website is just to raise awareness. I answer everybody's questions for free, help everybody as much as I could. Um, before my father unfortunately passed away in 2009, he never seen where I have reached at all because that was only a year after I launched the website. So he doesn't know that Ask Ali today is a, a big actually entity that has books, publications in six languages. Um, Ask Ali today is a very major column in many of the newspapers. Um, Ask Ali is a TV show, it's a radio show, um, and all of these you know all of these mediums today are around the Ask Ali. And the most inspiring thing is that Ask Ali is becoming more like a curriculum. So most of the children they study about tourism, about being a guide, by seeing from the eye of Ask Ali. So all of these things, but. Um, I'm continuing as I am, as a culture consultant, um, and uh, I speak about culture, about uh, bridging cultures uh, as, as much as we could with, um, with the sense towards humanity, nothing to do with religions, nothing to do with who we are of where we come from only. It's about us being human and coming together and respecting each other. We have to admit it. Today, Arabs and Muslims are not necessarily having the best reputations ever in the world. Mm -hmm. And uh, thanks to the media, obviously, and thanks to everybody who's ignorant, mm -hmm. uh, we have a job uh, to actually raise, uh, raise awareness and to tell the world about it. But I think the, the, the thing that drives me every day and to go is because I have a contact every day with somebody from the world. Mm -hmm. the, every day they're asking me questions and the, every day I can know what's, what the type of question they have, what's the intention behind the question, what is exactly they want to know. And that gives me the, the possibility to continue my, my work in, in creating different mediums mm -hmm. to reach out to different people. Many people will tell you when you come to the UAE 
that you will rarely see or interact with Emiratis. That statement, for me, has only been half true. Opportunity for interaction doesn't happen often, but I see Emiratis everywhere, especially in places like downtown Dubai, in the shopping malls, and in some of my favorite cafes. I see them with their families, I see their beautiful clothes and their luxury cars. Yes, you always hear about the luxury cars. I've seen them working government jobs in the airport or even in the courthouse. What occurs to me is that family, and with that family name, must be very important. And I imagine that comes with a lot of pressure. You might think, well, there's money, so there must be no problem. But I was really wondering about how difficult it is to deal with the expectations of a family in the UAE. My story, everybody think I was crazy. Still people think I'm crazy. Why would I do this? You know, we live in a, first of all, the UAE from government point of view and uh, society point of view, we are the happiest nation in the world. We are the happiest people in the world. We have a great government. We have great wealth. We have great everything. Thank to God. You know, we go to school. We have possibility to, I mean, we, you earn a house, you earn a farm, you earn to school. All of this for free, complimentary to the to the human being as an Emirati, as a resident of the UAE, a citizen from the UAE who holds the nationality of UAE. You get all of these benefits. You get all of these things. And as much as this is great, but it's also dangerous. You know, it takes a father and a mother to plant that seed in their children. If the father and a mother uh, don't become, don't show discipline from the beginning and don't, even if they are doing great, even they are wealthy. My dad was, you know, doing very well. My mom is doing very well. She's a, she's a headmaster of a school. My father was in the Ministry of Education, uh, you know, speak more than two and three languages. I do as well. So we, everything's fine. But it's not about finding everything for granted. And it's not about living your life like just a king and that's about it. You have to to start from zero. You have to feel the pain. And that's my message all the time. My father said to me, son, if you don't have a pain, you will not reach anywhere. Hmm. What do you mean, dad? You have to feel a pain to break through, to to, to explode, to create something great. But if everything is coming to you in a golden fork, you will never feel the appreciation of anything around you. So, because one day I told my dad, Dad, you advised me to go into hospitality. Here I am now with a hospitality degree. And my and I mean, I mean, look at these people, how they work. And my father says, yeah, you might be doing these kind of jobs. I was pointing at people working in restaurants like a waiter and things. My father says, you know, they know something you don't know. And that just something made me realize that, yeah, you know, maybe the person who's actually bringing the, the, the dishes to your own table, maybe there is a science behind it. And actually there is. People just don't know this. So my level of ego started to come down. My feet are now touching the ground. My first job was a doorman in my country, in the UAE, in Abu Dhabi, at Beach Rotana Hotel. And that was my father's suggestion. And uh, everybody was making a laugh and, you know, making a joke. And even people saw my dad as was really wrong and he treated me very wrong. My mom asked for a divorce from my dad because he made me do that. Um, he advised me because my mom said, my, my son has a bachelor degree and among everybody now you make him work like that. But my dad has had an amazing vision. He said, today you learn how to open and close a door. Next day, you, in the future, you will become a GM. Then you'll know how, how to appreciate a doorman from another. Yeah. So it's about 
practicing everything in life. It's about exploring it. It's not about uh, saying this is low and this is higher. We are all equal in everything. Even the person who brings you the cup of tea or the person who opens the door, the taxi driver, the per they all know something you don't know. Yeah. Therefore, they are equal like you. They are not less than you. They are not, and you are not higher than them. But again, it's about you today. What is exactly your own aim in life? What is exactly you want to achieve? What exactly? And that's the thing how my father just, you know, he never pushed me into anything. He was just kind of, you know, it's like the wave that takes you whatever and just kind of protects you and this and that. And so today I say I started as that and uh, it was very difficult. People will make a laugh. Uh, my salary then became, I became a receptionist and my, my salary became uh, 5,000 dirhams, which is about $2,000. So my, my father would come sometime and say hello to me in the reception and, he see other people looking at me and say, are you really from UAE? See, people have to know who's listening to this. They have to know that there is no UAE people working in, in these kind of jobs, you know? Not because they, they feel it's very shallow. It's not really that. It's really because they have bachelor degrees and there are great and the government jobs waiting for them that pays them at least in a month uh, $20,000. Plus, 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 plus. So why would you go to a job that pays you very well? And we all know tourism and education pays the least in the world. You know, this wherever we go. So that's why you don't see a lot of the UAE people working in such a thing. But for, for other people to see me doing it 15 years ago, it was a chaos. You know, it was like, this is a disaster. And my father would say, maybe today you're earning $2,000. But there will be the day where people will be in front of you and you will be speaking and they will be paying you Two million, and it's true because today, my talks, for example, is ten thousand dollars when I deliver a talk. When I, uh, my columns, my this, all of these things that I do today in terms of my own job, my own work that I actually deliver to clients and companies, it pays. It pays very well, and the reason is not because I am who I am. Mm -hmm. It's really because there is a story, and that story can everybody can you know relate to, and there is a true story behind it, and something that comes from the heart. It's about inspiring those people, motivating them that. Um, you know, don't think that there is no such a story. If you want to start from the beginning, do. It's much better than getting everything ready from now, you know, just to be fitted that way. I love my mother. I love my father. I love my sisters, too. Bought this guitar to pledge my love, to pledge my love to you. As you listen to Ali. I can imagine some listeners thinking, wow, he's such a fan of his country. He never says a critical word about it. Honestly, as I was enjoying our conversation, I also began to wonder about this. I mean, it's understandable. If you like something, you like it, and there's no need to hide that feeling. But I was curious about what else he sees when he looks at his country. Be critical of the country. What things are you concerned about? Mm. Um, however you want to put it, you know? Yeah. Well, uh, as I said earlier, the country is very wealthy. Yeah, this can be a curse. Yes, and because of that, it's a responsibility. If, if we want to have next generations to become more productive, we should not give them everything. 
if we want to have a more productive society, we should let the society decide what exactly the best for it. Um, and not let uh, not let our own wealth blind our own concerns in life. So this is my first concern, is that the more wealthy we become, the less concerned about environment and so on and so on we could be. Therefore, so the first thing is about um, uh, the youth, the next generations. I believe that, um, once again, the government is doing a marvelous job in trying how to balance the country. Once again, 8 million people. You know why I keep repeating this? Because just think with me right now. India and China, the most populated people of people, right? Mm -hmm. They don't have 200 nationalities. So you tell me which nation in the world that is able to live with 200 nationalities in peace. Mm -hmm. There's no problems, you know, one or two or three issues that happens from time to time. But you never see people going out crazy complaining about such a thing. We are happy as Emirati people. We cannot even survive without uh, the people around us here. We are like that. We have to work with them to build the nation, to reach where we are and to to speak one language called respect. Mm -hmm. So to me, we need uh, the concerns that the next generations should realize that there was a pain in this country before. It was un, uh, it was ununited. Uh, Today it's united. We need to realize that uh, Islam, the religion itself, is not about being uh, extreme. It's about being modest and it's about being uh, holding the stick from the middle. Never go extreme and never go the opposite way. So we welcome everybody here there with their own faith. I myself love to sing amazing grace. I go to church and, you know, that's who we are as Muslims, as an as, as Arab. So my concern also is that the next generation should not forget about their own religion just because we are too open, just because we are so modern you have to stick to your own religion you have to stick to your own identity but be even more um, uh, uh, tolerant towards the other religions and to be more and more open about uh, the the greatness of of, uh, humanity all over the world you know if you meet somebody who says i don't even believe in god relax don't be too you know sensitive about it you know respect them for who they are let them be influenced by you uh, you know and then maybe they will actually change their own thought rather than going too extreme and against and i think that's how we are moving with the next generations we don't hate yeah. There's no hate. The country, we have three islands that is being invaded by Iran uh, from Persia. And we don't even hate. We don't hate. We are keeping the time will heal. All. We are not the anger people that goes and just wants to fight and create war because we are against all of that thing. And that's, again, a message that comes within our own, from our government into the elderies and the people who uh, protect this country. So... The other thing that I could also uh, critique, I always critique some of my, you know, my friends who, unfortunately, they, uh, they, uh, they think, you know, money is is everything, and they just, you know, buy beautiful cars. They sometimes they, it looks like the religion. Yeah. Sometimes, you know. Yeah, and it, they just, uh, you know, they just take it to the next level. And I know I was speaking to one of my friends from America, and he said, "You guys have a lot of spoiled people people here." Hmm. I'm like. Yeah, you reminded me of the spoiled people in Hollywood. And it's like, what are you talking about? I said, you see, in America, there is 350 million people, correct? Mm -hmm. And out of them, say there is, for example, there is maybe 1 million millionaires, for example. Trust me, all of the millionaires' children, they all, you know, they all have nice cars. They live in nice houses. So what can we do if we have one million millionaires? You see what I'm saying? That's who we are. So when you come here, you think that everybody's like that because they're all in the, almost on the same level. Yeah. So my, my, my concern is that we need more and more more support from the parents not to support their children and more and more focus on how they should always let their children be responsible yeah. from the beginning of their bringing up so they can 
respect and, and, and appreciate every single penny they have. We realize nothing is granted. You know, yeah. the oil will not be always the time here. That's why today we have diversifying the industry in tourism, in culture. Mm art in business and so why because people have to realize in the future there might be not everything as we see today so are you preparing yourself for the future yeah. something that i i feel that people needs to come back to and i think they're just forgetting because you know in arabic we have a word in emirati we say al-umur tayba al-umur tayba which means everything is okay everything is, is going well hmm. actually not everything is going well you have to prepare for the future if my father in 1997, didn't say to 1997, right? If he didn't say to me, son, the future is tourism. Why don't you join hospitality? If he just didn't say that, if he didn't see the vision, see, we need to have visioners, parents. Mm. They have to see what's the future. It's no longer being a doctor or an engineer. Mm. It's not, it's this, what you do right now is something that people didn't prepare their children for, mm. how they can. And there might be many people who could be talented using you know, some of these beautiful gadgets that you have now and be able to explore. You probably are grown so much more than, you, more than many people who actually have degrees in certain area. Why? Because we need today to learn and to teach each other the art of communicating with people, how you can learn from one experience, how you could be sitting next to somebody who doesn't share with you a language and still learn from them. How could you, we don't have a subject like that in school to teach you. Yeah. Uh, so that's what my concern is that we need to you know, be more open about these things. We arrive at this point in the interview where Ali says something that I wanted to preface with my own experience. So many different people, the taxi drivers, the small business owner, and yes, the local born and raised in this country, they come back to this same point about possibilities, opportunities, the spirit of trying. If one person said it, it wouldn't have surprised me. But it's so interesting to hear it from so many different voices. You know, the, the UAE, the great thing about the UAE, even many expats, uh, people from Europe, they come here because they know if you have a concept that just doesn't get support in Europe, you might find somebody who listened to you here and make it happen for you. Mm. It's about land of opportunities. You know, it's about we can, we will. We're not perfect. Mm. We, we cannot be perfect. Only God is perfect as we believe. But we try to learn. We're only 42 years country. Yeah. So if we are, as a nation, we're only 42. And, you know, we're still learning. We're still growing. And the country is, again, you know, being able to control and hold itself for all of this openness and, and you know, tolerance and all of that. So uh, I think the future is just brighter for us and for everybody who's coming here yeah. to live and work with us. Yeah. Which, which is an odd juxtaposition with a world. Not, there are lots of places that are doing well, but there, it's, it's so many contrasts. You know, and you yeah. see them come together here, actually, on the street. As I talk to people, yeah. you get everything. The people who are doing very well, the people that are struggling, and so forth. It's, it's really... Sometimes I've been looking at Dubai, and it's not to, to sing the praises of Dubai or Abu Dhabi, but I wonder if this is what New York City felt like in the early yeah. 1900s. It wasn't always pretty, but the world was coming together and sure. trying something. Sure, sure. Now, I, again, I'm not saying that this is the new New York or the new metropolis of the world, but there are moments where you could, you could argue that it is. Yeah. Uh, I, everybody, everybody knows that... Uh, <sighs> everything is shifting to this region. I know it's always funny because I teach in my culture consultancy. I say, do you know why this is very strategic area and why there's always war? Just think about it. You know, there's wars, there is wealth, 
and there's people who love to live here. It's such a it's such a contradiction. Once you come here, you just want to live here. You want to stay here. You want to raise your family here. And then people think that there is a war. Did you see any war? Did you see any issue? There is nothing. It's the safest place in the world. Yeah. Now, the region of Arabian Peninsula is the founding of the three religions. Judaism, mm. Christianity, Islam. And we all know that these religions relate so much to each other, yeah. you know. And therefore, there is people who follow these religions. And therefore, there is sometimes some confusion and there is some, some issues. But those who are Arabs who come from Jude Jewish background or Christian or Muslim, they live with each other. You know, like people don't know this. People, I mean, I hope that people are listening. They have to know. My uncle is married to a, a Jewish lady. My cousin is married to a, a Christian lady. In the UAE, in Bahrain, in Qatar, in, we have Jewish people. So the issue is not with Jewish people. The problem is not Jewish people. My people think that we have a problem with Israel. That's a different story. That's politics. You know, and so on. But we don't have a problem with people who come from Jew Jewish background. So if you're a Jew, you're welcome to come to come to my country and please come. We will eat kosher style together and we will enjoy and we we will raise you know beer, beer together like we share with our own Jewish friends. So our cousins. So uh, the place is beautiful. People want to come here, want to live here, and money is strong in this area. You know, the wealth exists here. So it is true if people think that this is the next thing or this is the next big thing. It's true. You will you will notice this exactly. You know when? 2020 in Dubai. Just mm. wait. You will see when the whole world comes here. Uh, Expo 2020. You will realize, you know, how everything will change. You know, people now will be even more aware about the area, about the region, and they will realize that. Maybe really in Arabia, there is something that we just never really thought that we could learn from. And yeah. they would come here and they would see how it's the land of opportunities, of respect, of appreciating each other. People should really come at least once in their life here. And they will realize that there is so much that they don't know about the Arab world. And this whole time, they've been ignorant about, you know, just accusing us for things or listening to the media. They would really feel bad that they have missed such a big chance to know more and to learn more and to at least fear for once that the Arabs and or the Muslims or the Christians uh, Arabs or the Jewish Arabs are not really different from them they all we're all human beings we yeah. all have the same we could sit together and chat and yeah. joke and talk about Obama and about uh... <laughs> when all is said and done Ali al Saloum is proud of what he's accomplished and he's very excited about the future but despite all the success and all the projects that have been launched as part of the Ask Ali range of services the original goal remains, dispel the myths, answer the questions in an effort to get people to understand and possibly experience this part of the world and what's going on here. I always uh, educate the people who go to Europe or to America for, uh, for school. Mm -hmm. I tell them, you know, how they have to prepare because I lived in America for six years. One of the most beautiful six years of my life was in America. I lived in Europe. Um, I, I stayed in Hungary and Budapest, uh, Budapest in Hungary. I, I lived in Czechoslovakia before it was even two countries oh. today. Uh, in Bosnia, I lived in, uh, I, I went to, you know, Dutch, uh, Holland. I went to uh, uh, Germany, uh, my name is Ali, I, I talk a little bit German. Uh, I lived many, 45, 47 countries in my life. I stayed and lived and worked and studied and so on. So I know for a fact that um, every time I travel, I grow. And every time I meet a new person, I can benefit from those people for myself, for my own good. So it's the same thing, you know, in the Arab world, there's so much you can get and you can learn. And uh, not only from the TV, please pay a visit. And trust me, it's safe. It's the safest place in the world. <laughs> well, as we say. Yeah, well, Ali, 
Shukran. Thank you so much. It's really a, a growing learning uh, process sitting across from you. And with any luck, uh, I'll come back and visit you as soon as possible. Inshallah, please, next time. And thank you so much for your great visit. And I hope and more and more uh, visits from your side and others to our region. Thank you so much. You've been listening to Citizen Reporter, the Dubai Taxi Project, this time featuring a voice from beyond the taxis, a native voice of the UAE, Ali Al-Saloum. For more info, visit his website, follow him on Twitter. All you have to do is type Ask Ali into any search engine, you will find him. I can also highly recommend his guidebooks for Abu Dhabi and Dubai, both of which were not only useful, but I laughed a lot as I read them. If you enjoyed this program, remember, this is part of a series, so you can check citizenreporter.org for all the previous episodes, also text stories that didn't make it into audio. You can also go there to subscribe. Yes, subscribe. That's how it works with podcasts. You can look for us in iTunes, or you can just click on that little apple on my website. Also wanted to mention the artists for this particular podcast include Imogen Heap, Smog, and the great Scott Metzger. Thanks so much to all of them. Until next time, when we hear more voices from Dubai, I'm Mark Fonseca Renderu. Thanks for listening, and thanks for your support. See ya.